We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, everyone. I hope you're enjoying this beautiful and magnificent day. Yes, relationships can be confusing. And though dating has always been complicated, it's even more challenging in this modern-day world of technology and the blurry boundaries of the roles of men and women. With all the tweeting, poking, and texting going on, how can we decipher what's real? What is the proper etiquette? What are the new rules? And how can we go about trying to find true and lasting love? I love this quote from American journalist Helen Rowland. Falling in love consistently consists merely in the uncorking of imagination and bottling the common sense. That sounds wonderful, doesn't it? But how exactly do we do this? Well, today we have someone with us who's going to help us get to the bottom line, hopefully making the dating process easier and the sometimes confusing terrain of relationships more clear. We have the honor and privilege to be spending time with Paul Carrick Brunson. You may recognize this name because of his show on the Oprah Winfrey Network, Love Town USA. He is also the wise and wonderful dating expert on Dr. Drew's show, Life Changers. Paul is a professional matchmaker, certified life coach, and a popular weekly columnist for Essence.com. In 2009, Paul founded a premier matchmaking and life coaching company and has since matched over 3,000 people on dates and boasts over 300 long-term matches. Paul has a brand new book out called It's Complicated, But It Doesn't Have to Be, A Modern Guide to Finding and Keeping Love. In his book, Paul breaks down the ABCs of dating, dispels dating myths, and gives nuts and bolts advice for those confused about the modern-day rules of romance. So, Paul, I'm so happy to have you here on Journey to Center. It is an honor to be here. Thank you very much for having me. You have such a lovely energy. I've been watching you on Lovetown USA. I've been reading your book. You really just have a very calm, soothing, and wise energy about you. So, so happy to be sharing some of your wisdom and knowledge with our friends here today. Yeah, this is so, incredible. You, you, you know, it, oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. No, I want to hear what you have to say. Well, just in terms of uh, you're talking about passion, is that, yeah. uh, you know, this work really makes me come alive. And there's a one of my favorite quotes by Howard Thurman that says, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do that because what the world needs is more people who have come alive. And so it's a blessing to be able to, to do this work. Yes, you just gave me goosebumps. I think there's job, career, and life purpose. And it's clear uh, just by virtue of, again, watching you and reading your book that you are on purpose. And you do have such wonderful advice for people. And I'm so curious to hear about what you would say to people that are dating in this modern day world. I mean, you talk about, yeah, people can go, you can get Googled. And and, and there's this new etiquette that I think there may be new etiquette in regards to the texting and tweeting. I want to hear what you have to say about all this, this new technology that's happening and and how we can navigate through it. What are some advice? What are some tips? Oh yeah, It it, it is a much different time. You know, Sam, we were talking a little bit before the show, you know, it's, it's different. You know, than ten years ago, right when we were just getting married. Uh, but but now it really can be scary. You think that. 
70% of first dates are Googled. Their names are Googled either right before or directly after the date. If you think that right now one of the number one questions that new daters have is whether or not that person is employed or has a criminal record, and they can actually go out and find that information without even having, you know, shook your hand, uh, you think about the fact that uh, we are more connected than ever before, but arguably we're more disconnected than ever before because of social media. We're spending less time with friends, less time with family. And so it does feel like it could be a scary time. But the book is called It's Complicated, but it doesn't have to be because I really feel like we have to get back to those basics. You know, so you think about online, for example. Well, online, the big question is, is, well, you know, he always sends me texts and he doesn't like to call, you know, or she only likes to communicate with me via Facebook and, you know, not in person. Well, this is why we need to get back to the basics. We spend the most amount of time and actually money on the things that are most important in our lives. And so if they are not giving you FaceTime, if they're not actually spending time with you, it's a very clear indicator of your level of importance for them. And so that's why I think that yeah, it's a challenging time. We have to get back to some of these basic rules around establishing a relationship. Mm. Yeah, I love what you're saying, and I'm all about that. It's really about the heart connection. About really showing Absolutely. up in your presence and and in respect and appreciation. Well, something I read or saw that you had said that I found fascinating and would like to ask you about is that um, love is not a feeling. You've said love is not a feeling. Can you tell me what it is? Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, love in my book is an action. Mm-hmm. Uh, love is a behavior. And I really like, I was really impressed with, uh, I'm a big uh, Helen Fisher fan uh, and have, have, read, have read many of her books and many of her studies. And when she began to break down romantic love as, uh, you know, in terms of brain function between three things, one is a level, of, a level of friendship, right? Two is a level of intimacy. But then three is a level of commitment. And that's very important. When talks about loving someone else. Uh, in the true form of that definition, in my mind, you need to embody all things, all those three things, friendship, intimacy, but also commitment. And commitment takes time, and it is in action. I think you've got a really good point there. There are actions in their words, and the actions speak much louder than the words. So, yeah, that's, that's very, very wise. Um, You bring up a really, there's a chapter in your book that I really enjoyed, and I hadn't considered this (laughs) before I wrote my list of everything I wanted in a husband, but, um, Uh uh (laughs) and it was quite an extensive list, and I want to talk to you about the list thing, but before that, you say marriage isn't for everyone. How do we know? Uh I mean, I think a lot of people have that preconceived notion, yeah, I'll get married because that's what people do. You know, that's kind of what society says that we should do. How do we really know if we're marriage material, though? Yeah, you know, and I love when you said that's what society tells us that we should do, because that's exactly what society does. Pop culture, media, friends, family, they say, you should be married. Come on, damn it, you should be married by now, right? <laughs> and, and, I get married uh, and late, so happens, yeah, I heard that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, and so what happens is then we just do it. And I'm a firm believer that, uh, the reason why we have such a high divorce rate is partly because 
we have many people that are simply marrying the wrong people, but also many people that are not ready to be married. And now, how do you know if your marriage material? That was the question. Well, the first question is, do you know and are you in love with yourself? Which is why I love this program, because it truly is a journey to center. Before you can see love, you have to be love. And so how is that love manifesting yourself? Do you truly know what your values are? Do you truly know what your personality type is? Do you truly know what your needs are versus your wants? That's how we get those long lists. He needs to be six foot three, right? That's on a want list, right? But what are your needs? And then also, do we truly know what we're, you know, the difference between attraction and attractiveness? And so once we're able to do all those things and find love with ourselves, that's when we know we're ready. You know, and it's so, it sounds so simple. It sounds so simple. And I know I dated, kept, and I kept thinking that once I find the right guy, I will be healed, happy, and whole. But, you know, right. you write about this too. Right. You can't take two halves and make a whole. You can't just, you know, find somebody to complete you. It doesn't really work that way. It's a romantic right. notion, Absolutely. but it doesn't work that way. So I love something you say on page 44 in your book. Personal hurts are important to deal with. If we feel insecure or, un- or unhappy with ourselves, we may find that we look to our significant other to fix what only we can fix ourselves. No amount of love will ever fix what someone can only take care of or change themselves. I think that's so profound. That really puts it in a nutshell for me. I wish I would have read that while I was dating. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I, I tell you, that's, that's, it's fascinating that you picked that. That's one of my fav- favorite uh, areas of the book because I oftentimes tell my clients, you, know, you, can't, you can't fix anyone, right? But you sure can fix yourself. And yes. so as long as we truly accept that, uh, that'll you know, manifest in our lives. Hmm. That yeah, that's so that's so wonderful. And and so what would you say to somebody that's like, well, I'm dating this guy, but there's a couple of things I'd like to fix or change. What would you say to that person? I would say you point the finger and you look at what you can fix and change uh, about yourself. Because yeah. the one thing that uh, the one thing that's it's very hard for us to to just you know to grasp as as humans, especially as you know anyone who's very ambitious, is it's very hard to grasp that you can't change anyone. Right, because you think you can't. Right, you think you have the power to change, but we have the power to influence. We have the power to inspire, but we cannot change. That's not a power that we're enabled with, and so that's why you have to truly know. You have to take that journey to center, right, and know who you are, and know who you're most compatible with, and that's someone who shares your values, complementary personality, meets your needs and not your wants, and then what you have to do. And this is the most challenging thing of any relationship, and you know this, Tammy, being married for 10 years, is you have, to be, you have to be able to accept. You have to accept. Acceptance is key to the success of a long-term relationship. And so there will be things that get on your nerves that you just, that you just have to accept. You just have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's easier to do if you're kind of relaxed in your own center, if you like yourself. Then you're not going to be so constricted and tight and in such judgment about uh, another. So that's the real work, isn't it? It's not out there trying to date and find the right guy. It's about becoming the right, right person, becoming the right woman, becoming the right man. Oh yeah. And that's why I always say dating is really a, uh, 
vehicle of self-exploration. <laughs> That's truly what it is. We think we go on these dates to learn someone else and to, you know, uh, just to, to, to identify the right person. No, no. We are on these dates. We are courting, we're mating for a way to learn more about ourselves. I totally agree. I say relationships are like mirrors, and it's an opportunity for you to kind of check and see where you're at. And, and it gives you feedback. You know, when you're attracted to somebody, it gives you feedback about where you are within yourself. So I love hearing you say that because I think it's so true. Yes. So true. Yes. So I'm really curious about what your thoughts are in regards to chivalry and who pays for the dates. I'm, again, I'm so glad I'm not dating right now because to me, <laughs> it just seems like it's so much more complex than it used to be a mere 10 years ago. So what, what do you say about that? If a girl's going out on a date with a guy, should she bring along some, some cash? What's going on? Or does the guy have to pay for the dates? What, what are your thoughts about this? This is very confusing for some. Well, I'll even make it more confusing. Uh, <laughs> I was asked last week, I was asked last week, is it acceptable to use Groupons on a first date, right? And so, you know, that, that is, that's the <laughs> ultimate question right there. I can't wait to hear your Groupons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so here, here's the thought. Uh, the thought is that uh, there are certain areas that are very sensitive uh, in the dating world, i.e. who's paying on the first date. And part of this, and this is where I kind of relegate this back to values, is that it truly is value-driven. And here's my example, is that if you possess more of a higher set of traditional values, then you better be sure if you are the man that you are always 100% of the time paying on the first date. Because if you are matched with someone that has that set of traditional values as well, they are going to expect that. They're going to expect nothing less. And so... That's an example of someone who were a couple that has a traditional set. But there are, there are people that are very, I'll call them modern, right? And uh, I know many women, you know, that, that say, you know what? If I ask a man out, because there are many women asking men out now, uh, if I ask a man out, then, you know what? I want it to be Dutch, right? I want him to pay half, me to pay half, or maybe he pays for the dinner, I pay for the tip, right? And so if you are on a date with someone, you're the woman. You've asked out for asked him out for on the date, and he doesn't he doesn't offer to do any of that. Well, what that begins to show you that begins to show you that there's just a disconnect of understanding. There's a disconnect of values, and it doesn't mean that it's a bad date. It just once again shows you that you've learned a little bit more about yourself and about how people react in different situations. I say though, for my rule of thumb with all my male clients, is boy, you better pay for that first date. <laughs> you better pay for that first date and, uh, and, and make sure you do it with a smile on your face. And on top of paying for the first date, planning a real date. And I say a real date is, is not just the typical dinner and movie because you learn close to nil about someone sitting in a theater for two hours, looking up at a screen, not talking. Um, right. The best first dates I love are activities. You know, get out, do something new, do something different. Get the dopamine and the brain moving. Uh, but, uh, but, but plan the first date. I, I would agree with you. I, I like that very much. Um, and I'm also interested in, you, you talk about the fact that there are rules in dating 
there are rules. You know, there was something you had said about some people say there are no rules, but there are rules. And what are some of those rules for modern day dating? Sure. So what's interesting is the, uh, I did this in a, in a slick way, Tammy, I think, but I think you probably <laughs> I like that style it. of yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 I threw it in there is that each chapter, I have 21 chapters. Each chapter is technically a rule. So it is a rule. So there's 21 rules. And so a rule, for example, we've been talking about values a lot. One of the rules in my book, one of the chapters is called Know Your Relationship Vitals. That's something that will always stand the test of time, whether that was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or 20 years ahead of, uh, ahead of us now. Know your relationship vitals, right? Another one is getting over the word no. Another one is understanding that you not only can, but you will fall in love again, right? And so each chapter is a rule. And what's great, I believe, is that these are evergreen rules. Uh, I think that this book, uh, you know, I, I dedicated it to my son, who's two years old. And I believe this is the same book, you know, today that I can give him in 20 years, uh, and he'll be able to apply these rules to his dating life. Yes, I like that it's evergreen like that. I, I think that that's, you've got some really sound advice and really you break it down. It's very comprehensive. Another thing that I really love um, about what you do with each chapter, you have homework assignments at the ends of it. Uh, yes. So you give people yes. some real action steps. You don't just like kind of flood their mind with ideas and stories. You also give them homework to make this information very personal to them. So say someone's listening and they feel, they really feel they're ready to meet somebody special. What maybe would be a homework assignment you would give them? Well, my, my homework assignment to them would be to examine what you are doing, you know, what you currently have done in the realm of uh, expanding your social circle, you know, meeting new people, and then create a new list of things that you have not done and do those because we need to do things differently to get different mm -hmm. results. And so that would be my best advice. And it's fascinating when you do it because most people that I know that do that, that, that analysis will come up with, you know, wow, for the last five years, I've been pretty much doing the same thing. <laughs> How's it been working and, for and, you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How's that going for you then? Yeah. So that means you have to do things differently. Uh, and so when you see it on paper, right, it, it really stands out to us. I like that, you know, kind of break out of your pattern or habit and, and kind of mix it up a little bit, shake things up, change things. That's, a, that's really, yes. that's good. That's a good suggestion. Yes. So what yes. are your thoughts about dating multiple people, dating more than one person Ooh. at a time? This is one where sometimes, uh, um, you know, people don't favor in what I have to say on this. But <laughs> I, believe, I believe it's very important to date multiple people at the same time. And what's fascinating is I find that, on average, women are more sequential in their dating and men are more group daters, right? Uh, so that, you know, a typical guy will have, you know, three women that he's dating and a typical woman will have one guy that she's dating. And when it's clear that that's hit a dead end, then she'll move on to the next. And the reason why I say it's so important to date multiple people at the same time is because, A, dating is an exploration of self. And, B, dating is more than just a week. 
Dating is more than just two weeks. It takes time to date, months to date. And the reason why is because when we're dating, really what we should be doing is not only doing that self-analysis, but we should be determining whether or not the person that you're dating, their values match yours. And you can only witness that if you see it in action. If someone tells you that they're spiritual, well, that's great, but I need to see that play out in your actions. They tell you that their values around family, well, that's great, but I need to see that play out. And it will take time for it to play out. And so while that's playing out, I say let it play out with five or six people, right? Five or, be, be effective, be efficient. Uh, that's the business side of me, Tammy's talking. Um, I like but, that. Uh, but I like dating multiple people at the same time. I um. I say dating is like going to the buffet and you sample different things. And, and from that, you can kind of hone in on what you really like and what you don't. So, I mean, that is a different, that is a different perspective or different advice than a lot of people might give as a, as a coach or a, a, a relationship expert. But I, I think that's a really good idea because I know I've seen this happen with women. They'll go out with a guy and they're, they think they're kind of settling, but they kind of stay there. It becomes a habit. And I'm sure men do this yeah. too. And it's, it's not really what you want. It's not really that they're compatible. It's just that it becomes kind of just a habit. Amen. That's exactly what happens. Exactly. And, and so, and then, and then you become, then you become, you're at a point where you're, where you're settling really. Uh, and because you don't know what's, what's out there. And what's also interesting is that the best comparison really isn't apples to apples. And so if you can make that comparison at the same time, and then the last thing I'll say, though, on the dating multiples is that once you're at the point where you know that the values have checked out, you know that this person is marriage material, well, then at that point, definitely become exclusive. You know, that's when you become exclusive. Right. Uh, but until that point, you know, date, uh, date, date, date all of them. <laughs> date all of them. <laughs> Go to the buffet. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah, what do you simple. want? What do you not want? Simple. I love that. Yeah. So I just have to ask you. Paul, how is this experience with your new show, Love Town USA? I just love it. Uh, it is. Uh, well, first, you know, being associated with Oprah, you know, being hired by her and working <laughs> with her is completely surreal. It really I have is. goosebumps on your uh, behalf. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Exciting. Oh, yeah. I, I will tell you, uh, this is a super, super quick story, but I grew up, you know, watching the Oprah Winfrey show, like 25 million people. Uh, and, uh, always wanted to be on her couch and, uh, you know, never got on the couch of her show. And it just would happen that 11 months after her final show that she would be sitting on my couch and I would be interviewing her at my office uh, in Georgia for the show Love Down. And so it just goes to show, you, you know, how, uh, you know, why we have to dream audaciously in life. Uh, and, uh, and our belief truly becomes our reality um, but so it, it was an incredible experience because, uh, we, you know, we've already taped the show, um, not only working with Oprah, but seeing what we did in the town, not just the matches that were made in terms of love connections. But the real, I mean, we, we built uh, community centers. You know, uh, we did work with Boys Home. Uh, there was one gentleman who lost his arm in a wood chipper. Uh, we were able to raise money to, uh, to get the arm. He, had, he was 14 years old, never was able to tie his shoe. Uh, and, uh, and you should see this, you know, you should see him with his new arm and how that's changing his life. I mean, this is really what, uh, what love is about, you know, you know, when we're able to do these things for other people, 
it comes back to us tenfold. I absolutely agree with everything that you're saying. And I just adore you. I adore your energy. So, Paul, how do people get a hold of your book? How do they find you on Lovetown USA? So, Lovetown USA is uh, Mondays, uh, 10 p.m., Mondays at 10 p.m., and then for the book, it's getting a great response. Uh, we're number one in three categories on Amazon, uh, top 32 right now in all, all of Barnes & Noble books. So it's really resonating. We appreciate the support. Uh, you can buy it on Amazon, buy it on Barnes & Noble. And then to connect with me, I'm at Paul C. Brunson, uh, B-R-U-N-S-O-N, paulcbrunson.com, or at Twitter, Paul C. Brunson, or on Facebook, Paul C. Brunson. Oh, I'm going to find you on Facebook. I love yes, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are clearly a man who walks this talk and uh, just having a really incredible, generous heart and, and so much wisdom. I really did get great value from your book. It's complicated, but, to, but it doesn't have to be. A Modern Guide to Finding right. and Keeping Love. So yeah, if, you, if you're great. ready for love, pick up Paul's book. You're going to get a lot of value out of it. I have my highlighter out. And, and I've, there's some good stuff in here. And I also think it's wonderful because it's for men. I think it's wonderful. And I'm in a relationship, but I got value from it, you know, to really kind of take things to the next level in my marriage. So there's a lot of good value no matter where you are in your life. If you're ready to really claim and accept and embrace and relax into more of that, uh, that love experience that I think is what everybody wants. Don't you? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. We, we all want... We all realize that we weren't put on this planet to be alone. We definitely know this. Yes. We're social creatures. And I say love isn't just what we want. It's who we are. At the very essence of who we are, we are love. So no wonder we, we long for it so much, but we need to relax into that feeling state within ourselves so that we can have that love connection with another and I have loved our connection, Paul. You're amazing. Oh, yeah. oh this, is, this was fun. This was fun. I can't believe that was 20 minutes. This was fun. It was, it was 30. <laughs> I got to yeah. 30. Oh, my God. You've been on for three hours, Paul. What are you talking about? Yeah. I know. We, we have to do this again someday. So, Paul yeah. Carrick Brunson, you are just a, a man amongst men, and I've adored you and enjoyed you thoroughly. Take care of yourself. I know you have a big day. And thank you to my listeners for hanging out with us. I know you got some good value here. Go out and be the love that you are. Dream audaciously. <laughs> Onward and upward. Bye for now.